Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hi, this is Kate Fidelman, and my dad wanted me to tell you that the only way you'll be able to reach my generation is to use marketing tools like Chatbox. Now, thank you, Kate, uh, for that intro. Today, we are talking to Mary Catherine Johnson, and this is one of our first deep dives on Chatbots. And I'm very excited for you to listen to this show because we cover not just the chatbots that she's developed, but how she developed them and some tips and tricks. So hang on, folks. This is one that you don't want to miss. Mary Catherine Johnson, the chatbot mom, is joining us today to talk about those bot funnels. Mary, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate the time. Appreciate the invitation. Can't wait to chat. Can you give us a little bit of your background and experience? Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's going to take a long time. So let me just do high-level quick. Yeah, I started an online business in 2003 after the birth of my second son. Actually, I fell and broke both my legs when I was eight months pregnant for my second son. And that pretty much had a huge change in my life. Um, I thought, if I can get through this, I can do anything. And uh, I did. I started my first business uh, called Mommy Loves in November of 2003. And I cut my chops. I cut my teeth on that business and the recession and everything. And mostly learned how to deal with that whole imposter guy that lives in my head still to this day. And then from there to now, I've been doing marketing. I've been doing all kinds of online business stuff until all of a sudden, Andrew Warner, it's all his fault. He uh, introduced me to chatbots through an email that he sent that said, how would you like 80% open rates and 60% click-through rates? And I went, uh, duh. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And he invited me to a webinar and I jumped on that webinar and chatbots have uh, basically grabbed me by the throat since yeah. then. That was in January of 2017 and they have not let go. All right. And we're going to dive into that. And uh, they haven't let go of me either after my first experience with them. I almost, I had a similar experience. Um, wow. But first, before we jump into these things, how did you get the name Chatbot Mom? <laughs> well, um, I make no, no bones about the fact that I'm in my 50s, dear, and most of the people that I network with on a daily basis are not. And um, I got that name from a gentleman uh, called Andrew Demeter, and he is right now the community manager for ChatFuel. And uh, he gave me that nickname, uh, just started calling me Chatbot Mom, and it stuck. Well, okay, so Chatbot Mom, uh, it stuck because you're a mom, but uh, <laughs> is it appropriate to label somebody in their 50s that way? <laughs> or are you okay Oh, totally. I have no problem. <laughs> just don't call me Chatbot Grandma, okay? Yeah. Not there yet. No, no, no. No, uh, yeah, let's good. just stop okay, it right good. now. But no, I have two sons, uh, ages yeah. 17 and 20. So, you know, it makes sense. Most of these kids are in their 20s. Um, you got it. You know, so it's totally perfect. Okay. All right. And let's start with one of my favorite questions. And that is, I know you got that email and I know you were introduced to chatbots with the open rates, but you know, you build chatbot funnels like, like we do. 
Tell me why you've gone the chatbot route over the email uh, funnel route. It just makes sense. It is the direction that our marketing and communication is headed. And the reason I know this is number one, because my clients are finding success with, with it and my students are finding success with it, but also people are writing books about this new revolution, this new way of marketing, this conversational market. We spend all of our time in text and messaging apps. We don't spend all of our time in email. Most of us basically do uh, that kind of a thought and that kind of a noise when we think right. we have to check our email. So it's just the direction it's all going. And there are two books that I would recommend you check out as proof that this is the direction it's going and it's not going to change. It's not going away. We're not going to go back to email as our main mode of communication. And the first book is Seth Godin's This is Marketing. Came out, I think, November of, of 2018. Great book. Quick read. You know Seth Godin. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the other book is Mark Schaefer's Marketing Rebellion. And he talks about, he hit me over the head with this one because he said, the next generation coming up, like my sons, you won't be able to reach them with ads. You won't. My sons have ad blockers on their phones. They don't watch commercial television. They don't listen to commercial radio. They even block the ads on their YouTube channels. So if you wanted to market to my sons, you could not reach them with an ad. So you're going to have to find another way. And the best way is to start a conversation, get them in your world, have their friends telling them about you, and then have your customers now become your marketing department and have a conversation and be on the platforms that your customers frequent. Now, they're not on Facebook, I would guess, or, or are they? Um, their, their girlfriends are, <laughs> but, uh, and, and they are, um, mainly because they both have, uh, online businesses. So they are for that perspective. Okay. Uh, so they're on their business because yeah, with, but they're not the, there for, with their friends. Yeah. I mean, the fear I have with that age group is that they're not on Facebook. My son is, a um, Gen Z, he's not on Facebook, but he is on Instagram. And I know from somebody that's come on this podcast that, Instagram's right around the corner. So we'll have chat yep. bots for Instagram that's coming up. So that'll be a way of reaching that demographic. That's but right. how would you reach that demographic right now not having Instagram chat bots? I do it already. So even though we don't have Instagram chat bots, we can still get people into the Messenger chat bot from Instagram. So even though they don't spend time on Facebook, they still if have they don't have a Facebook account, how would they, they get... They do. Okay. Both my sons do. Even before they got in businesses, they have, I'm sorry, the 17 year old doesn't have a Facebook account. He's not interested yeah. in social media, just himself. But yeah. he's, you know, he's, a, he's an oddball like his mom and dad. <laughs> um, but all the other ones, they have a Facebook account, like the joke goes, you know, we got our moms on Facebook and then we left them there, is yeah. basically what they say. So uh, they have the Facebook account, it just means they don't use it. I would think they're going to use it though, because I think Facebook is going to integrate all of their messaging apps and Instagram and everything else into one unified no, experience. They, I mean, they I mean, have to they go are. that direction. Yeah, yeah, they've already announced that they will. ManyChat um, is the main program that I use and ManyChat's already working on um, building, you build one bot and you can deploy it across all three platforms right. that Facebook owns, WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook. So okay. yeah, they'll, they'll be there. Wherever they are, they're going to get it. So my, my goal, I just got off another call with another gentleman who's building an agency in chatbots and he's saying the same thing. Almost my clients are on Instagram. I'm like, well, get them on your chatbot in Messenger now. And then when Instagram opens for the chatbot, they'll be ahead of the game. They don't have to start from yeah. scratch. It's there. Right. 
Totally agree. And that's great advice, by the way. Let's go from, okay, where you, you can even reach Gen Z with chatbots and soon Instagram will make it super easy. Uh, you do a lot of copywriting and, and from what I understand, you create personalities for these bots. Can you tell us why copy and developing a personality is important for these chatbots? Oh my goodness. This is the part. I, I don't know how long you're going to want me to talk on this. As one. long <laughs> as you want us. I will keep you focused. Uh, but yes. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. So um, number one, let's take the persona. All right. So we have to start back at the whole concept that this is a conversation. And you think about your prospect, think about your audience. It doesn't even have to be a prospect. It could just be someone you know that needs whatever it is you have, whether you're going to sell it or not. Okay. It doesn't matter. But that prospect, that audience member, you want to have a conversation with them. And as you're having a conversation in the bot, and then you go, oh, and by the way, I've got this great product. And then they go to your sales page and they see some videos of you. And the conversation you had in the bot is very different from what they see on the other platforms or in your website or any. That's not going to fly. So you have to have a consistent persona or voice, just like you have everywhere else. That's the first place I'd start. You have to have that consistent voice and speak to them the way you typically would talk. So I have clients who are one particular client who is very dry, very professional, would never use conjunctions, would never, I mean, he just is, we will do this and next we will do that, right? And I have another gal that I've written copy for, the boss mom. She is just, oh, we're fan flippantastic and it's amazing. It's, it's a awesome sauce and all those kinds of things. Well, I've got to speak in the bot the way she speaks. Otherwise, people aren't going to buy from someone they're not comfortable with or they haven't, they don't feel like they know. They and so that's yeah. the first thing with voice. But then persona is very important too. You don't want to let the bot pretend that it's actually you typing those messages. Even though we, we structure the bot so that there are typing delays, so it actually looks like those three little dots that are moving, all mm. that is normal stuff, but that's just to give us humans time to process what we've read, what we're reading in the beginning. So the, the bot is structured as if you're actually typing, but it's very important that you let the audience member or the subscriber know that this is a bot. And, and I, I want to take you on an aside just real quickly before you jump back in because yeah. it's very interesting. There was some conflict around whether you admit it's a bot or not. I mean, do you think that that argument's over? You have to you have to fast that it's a bot, or is there still me, people holding totally, on? Yeah, yeah. For me, it's totally over. And there's a couple of reasons because um, one of them is there are some states, and don't ask me exactly which ones. I believe California is one of them, but I know there's more than five states that actually have laws on the books that if you are pretending that your bot is a human, uh, you could get in trouble. That's against the law. Interesting. You okay. need to tell people, this is an automated system. This isn't a person. And none of these bots have passed a Turing test. You might as well just do it anyway, and it's the right thing <laughs> yeah. to do. So Come on. Uh, let's get back to why personality with bots is important. And I completely agree, adopting some kind of persona is important. And, and uh, I'm going to let you explain why. Yeah. And it's, thank you, Mark. It really is the congruency of it. It really is. You need to make sure that people understand and feel comfortable where they are or they go away. That's the most important thing is this is an actual conversation. It's an adventure and you don't want to fool people. Yeah, we're marketing. Yeah, we need to make money, but we don't want to make money by 
fooling people. We want to actually give them what they need. So the persona of the bot needs to match the brand, whatever that is. And I mean, some of my clients say like the boss mom bot, hers is boss mom Betty. That's her name. The bot mm-hmm. is named boss mm-hmm. mom Betty. My bot, his name is Mephi. It just is who he is. It's his, that's the, my bot is named Mephi. And how, so, how do you find the personality though? If you're a brand or a new business, how do you, do you make recommendations on how you find that name or that, that personality? Yeah. So lots of them, they don't want to bring a new personality, a new name. They just say the, you know, the Mark bot right? Or the Sephora bot, right? I mean, it's no big deal. You don't have to get fancy schmancy with it. But the first place I start in developing that relationship or that persona is your email. There's no reason we can't use the emails you've probably spent money having created and that whole sequence of messages through email. And we get a feel for how you communicate with people. Go to your website and look at how your copy is communicated there. You probably paid somebody to build that as well. Many, 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 many people do. Um, So you take that whole communication persona that you're already using everywhere else, and then you just adapt it to a conversation in a bot. You know, um, another quick aside, I have, what I've done in the past is I've had them send out a survey to their customers to say, which celebrity are we most like? And mm-hmm. then uh, I'll, I'll use that voice in a bot if necessary, uh, if they don't have their own, just to kind of give it life. You know, what would Marilyn Monroe say, for example? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of sexy brand. But yeah. anyway, as, as an aside, that's another way of doing it. I like what you're saying, which is look at what's already being communicated and how with that personality and adopt that for the bot so everything's congruent. Yep, that's it. Okay, so copy and personality are important for bots. Have you done any A-B testing on that or is it just gut feel that this is this has <laughs> got higher conversion rates? <laughs> oh boy, we have one particular client that, uh, yeah, we did A-B testing all right. Um, this particular client uh, has a, an amazingly successful, he helps save marriages, all right? So his work wow. is very important. He's, and he has told me several times he is called to do this. He very, very much is, this is his calling. And uh, he's very good at it. And he has a course and he has an audio program. He has an actual boot camp where he takes people through either with their spouse or without, doesn't matter. He's very protective of his audience. And he has every day for 100 days, he sends emails to his list. And his list is uh, over 100,000 people strong, his email list. And so he came to us saying, can we build and be a bot? I'm like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. I love your, what you're doing, but I'd love to participate in it. And then he wanted me to say, to put all 100 uh, messages in the bot for 100 days. And I said, no, sorry, can't do that. Right. Um, and it's not going to work. No, uh, people aren't going to, they're going to ban you. They're going to get mad. And, yeah. No. And of course, there's give and take everywhere. So even though we didn't do 100, we actually have, I think, up to 46 days. Wow. Of messages in this bot. And okay, Mark, this is 100% open rate. And the lowest click-through rate, lowest click-through rate is 35%. This 46-day bot. I mean, first yes. of all, the beauty of, I think you're using many chat is you could see yes. it every step of the way what the conversion rate is. So you could actually show him yep. it's either converting or it's not. So yep. was he right or was he wrong with this 46-day bot? <laughs> 
So he was wrong, <laughs> but we still did 46 days. So there's compromise in everything, right? So no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do a hundred. Let's start with, and we started with 25, right? But people yeah. kept going and the, the rates, the click-through rates were still high. So we put in another, you know, 20 something. And so um, we have that many days of messages every single day. And beyond that though, we used his copy that he uses in his emails and he insisted he wanted me to teach him how to create these messages. So he insisted on putting in his own copy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Go, for do? go for it. He did pretty good. He did okay. But then on the, on the side, we did our own version, the actual copy, chatbot copy version, the interactive version, putting in buttons, getting people to participate in the conversation, not just tell, 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 right? Yeah. And of course, our copy outperformed his by 42% and outperformed all the way through click-through rate and conversion to a sale. And was that because of the personality you brought in or were you storytelling? Or oh, was no, there- it wasn't. The, it, the personality was, was the same. He's the, he's the dry, very professional uh, client that I just yeah. mentioned a minute ago. It's all in the conversation. So his copy was basically mini emails. His brain, and he wrote amazing emails. His email copy is, is crazy amazing. Mm-hmm. But his brain still thinks email. It doesn't think conversation. And email is all telling. You don't have yep. a conversation in email. <laughs> you, you just tell people things and ask them to click a link. So that's what he was doing. He was just tell, tell, tell. And then there would be one button and, it, and he tries, he had a CTA for every single message, you know, go, go buy my course, go buy my course, go buy, you know, 46 times. In ours, it was a conversation. We would ask a question. We would get their input. We would have them actually um, give us a yes to continue through the adventure or say a no and say, no, I don't agree. And then give, us, give them other information. But it was an actual conversation back and forth, which is what chat bots do. Definitely still true to his voice, but it was using the medium the way it's designed and writing copy, not many emails actual chatbot copy with conversations. Interesting. So he was able to develop a bot based on those emails, but you took it and kind of massaged it in kind of this chatbot language and were able to just doing it that method to have these incredible open rates and, and click-through rates. Correct. The open rates were pretty similar. Both of our, both of our open rates, because his audience wants help with their marriage. They're at their wits end. So they're going to open messages. It's yeah. clicking through and the participating in the information that makes, we know this in teaching anything. And most of our bots are teaching something, right? They're, they're trying to impart information somewhere. I, very few bots are not trying to teach something. I mean, obviously you have e-commerce, they just want to sell something, but still um, the bots that we're doing are adventures and they're teaching. And anytime you teach a child anything, when they participate in that and they actually are are teaching themselves or actively learning, they're going to learn more. They're going to be more invested. Um, There's no different in the bot. And and that's really what a chat bot is. It's a conversation. It's a back and forth. Yeah. What what I love about these chat bots is that you could turn on a dime into another situation. It's, it's not a sequential set of information like emails are. Right. You could literally say, I don't know what the bot does. I haven't seen the bot, but it could say, what is your problem in your marriage today? And then any way you answer that, it could go off in different directions and kind of help you through that process. 
And that's the amazing thing about bots. I don't know how he would do that with email unless he had a bunch of links saying which one of these so, is your no, problem. He's, he, his, his, this is really amazing. He's really helping people work on themselves because any relationship issue, everybody's always going to say, it's my husband. If he would just change yeah. and start picking up his underwear off the floor, right? I mean, that's what they think is the problem with the marriage, but it's really... Is that still the number one problem with marriage, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Not go ahead. my household. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's way cleaner than I am. Let me just put All it right. that way. Um, but, you know, they think it's the other spouse. And really, once you start working on yourself, it's amazing how the other spouse responds. So that's yeah. really what he does. He helps people work on themselves and figure out what they're doing. It's not really a, what's your problem? Let me fix it. It's not counseling at all. He's not doing anything like that. It is really just, hey, take responsibility for yourself first. And believe me, 90, I think his, his like a 98% um, success rate. 98% of the people uh, in marriage crisis don't get a divorce. Yeah, well, that's that's a good statistic. I, I'm I'm impressed that he's tracking that, but uh, yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. statistic. All right, so once you've created a bot with good copy, a personality, the conversion rates are high. The next biggest question is, how do you drive traffic to the bots you create? <laughs> good question. So obviously, everybody uh, Facebook would love you to say the answer is Facebook ads, <laughs> right? I mean, that's right. pretty much what they want you to do. Just you know, use Facebook ads, um, and that you know, some of our clients do that. Um, I am not a Facebook ads guru by any definition at at all whatsoever. Um, I am bots. I love the conversation. So yep. we try in every way we can to get as much organic reach as possible. In other words, I don't typically, I would not be a good fit for someone who has absolutely no social presence whatsoever or has a brand new product that nobody knows about. So that's something probably I couldn't affect as well unless I brought in my Facebook ads team. Okay. That's totally cool. That's what your, if that's your gig, go for it. But most of my clients already have a social presence. They already have a product that's performing well from ads. And then we take and attach a bot to just blow it up. And the way we do that is by using their social presence and have them go back to the age old. I know people in the audience are going to probably want to throw things at me, but I'm telling you, content marketing is not as dead as you think if you use it correctly. So we have our, our clients go live or publish some kind of video content, video is better, um, every single week on all their platforms, wherever they are. And it can be the same content. So this is where we get into more of the marketing side, right, Mark? So we were talking about, sure. let's say my client, Allison J. Prince, who does a, uh, helps people start an e-commerce store. And she helped her daughters make $100,000 in their e-commerce store in nine months selling scarves. And her daughters at the time were, I think, 10 and 13 years old. So this is not a hard system, okay? Um, but in that process, she teaches people how to do that. And so she knows e-commerce backwards and forwards. She knows um, what she calls it kicking fear in the teeth, right? All the, the, the uh, imposter things that we go through, we can't do it. What, what am I going to sell? How do I know if it's going to sell or not? What if nobody buys it? You know, all that stuff. So she might do something in marketing on a, she does a different lead magnet every single week. And we helped her set this up. We did this for her. Um, she was our test uh, case study. Every week, one of them might be, um, here are the top six apps that I use in my business every day. 
Okay, so she does a live, 10 minutes or less. Okay, here are the top six apps I use in my business every day. And don't worry, you don't have to take notes. You don't have to worry about writing them all down because when you comment on this Facebook post, I'm going to give you the PDF with all of the links to each of these apps in Messenger. That's smart. And what, what kind of reaction did they, I mean, how many people are watching the video, first of all? And then what was, how many people would comment? Yeah. So she has a, at the time when we first started, she had over 10,000 likes on her page, a, a not very much over like 11 to yeah. 12 at the most. And so she, uh, the people would, of course, in the beginning, it took us probably about the, the first week, I think we had, I think five sales of her course from that first live. And in that live, she had like 150 to 200 people commenting. And remember when you do something like that, that lives on your page forever right? Yeah. I mean, even though we think people don't scroll your page, I'm going to give you another statistic here in a minute. Um, so she, 150 to 200 people commenting, then those people come into the bot, they get the PDF, then we offer them another PDF, usually it's last week's live, okay, nice. the that went along with last week. Yeah. And then we say, if you like that, if they've hung on with us through two PDFs, downloaded them, we give them about maybe 30 seconds to look at the thing before we pop back into the bot to give them something else. And then we, if they've done that twice, then we come back saying, well, gosh, if you like that, maybe you'll like my free training that I do where I show you how my two daughters, ages 10 and 13, sold $100,000 in scarves and, I, and they set up their own store and everything. Would you like to see how they did it? Well, yeah, duh, of course I do. Of course, yeah. um, And so then they go to the webinar. It's an evergreen webinar and boom, there you go. We follow up messages just like you normally would, but we are doing it in Messenger and all that stuff. So what happens, Kent, let me finish what, what we found from these statistics and doing it this way. So it takes people 2.8 on an average of 2.8 times of going through that funnel I just iterated for you, of getting, seeing the live, getting the first PDF, getting the last week's PDF and then going to the webinar. 2.8 times of doing that before they buy. Wow. That's, That's an crazy. average. Yeah. Last week. Was it just her? Or nope, this is consistent. This, with... I, okay. this is what we do. We do webinar chatbots. This is, mm -hmm. we have this templatized and productized. And now this is, this is about 65 to 70% of our business in my agency. Nice. But with that, thank you. So, but with that, the, the other thing that we saw, like last week, we had someone opt in because again, each of these lives stays on her page, right? We had someone opt in for the live she did in February. Mm. So they're scrolling or searching. Nobody searches they on Facebook. Are, I, had, I went and scrolled. I scrolled her page to find out how long it would take me to get there because she's got lots of content. By now, she's over, over I think, over 20,000, 30,000. I can't remember. Yeah. But she's got a lot of likes, okay? Um, but I scrolled her page just to find that live that that person opted in for. And it took me 30 minutes of just scrolling, not even looking and consuming any content, just to find that live. Well, how did they find? I would ask that person how they found it. Did somebody embed that live in a... Nope, nope, uh-uh. It, it, they just found her page. They loved the content and they scrolled and, and looked at until they found the piece of content that spoke to what they needed. Wow, that's dedication. And then they commented and then went... And this is happening every week. This isn't just a one-time thing. So this whole thing that we have the, the attention span of a goldfish, yeah, that's yeah. probably for that initial getting your attention. But once you get people's attention and you speak to what they need, they will spend hours with you. Hmm. Wow, that's one client great advice. Three-hour webinar, and he's he's selling millions of dollars of his course every year. 
with a three-hour webinar. What's the retention on that? Any idea? Oh, yeah. By the time they get to the webinar, they've consumed even more content than I do with Allison. We're talking probably five to seven touch points of different pieces of content that he has sent them over the course of a week or two weeks. And so the retention, is, I don't know the exact number, but I know it's more than most of the webinars where you're just sending cold traffic from a Facebook ad to your webinar landing page. Yeah. Because they're already hot. Right. Very. I mean, he's warmed them up. That's of it. Of course they're yep. hot. With all the other free content. So, of course, they're going to right. stay for three hours because they already know what they're going to get because they've consumed it in smaller chunks somewhere else. You got it. You got it. So, you've got, I, I think you shared with me, and if it's okay, uh, I'll share it with my audience, that it, she made in 99 days a million dollars. Yep. And all using the strategy you just laid out with no ads. Correct. Incredible. Why didn't she start using ads if she's getting that kind of success? Well, then we did. Then she did. She started pouring some ads in there. And unfortunately, you know, um, I haven't found anyone yet, any ads person who has really cracked the formula of how to use Facebook ads uh, very, very effectively going straight into a bot. Because the general public still doesn't quite understand what's happening from a Facebook yeah. ad. They're used to a Facebook ad clicking a link and they go to a landing page. That's pretty typical. They, they know that. They click it. Most of them click. They don't even think about it or look at it. And, uh, but they're not comfortable or they're freaked out a little bit still <laughs> when they click on a link in an ad and Messenger pops up. I still have people saying to me in Messenger when I'm, when I'm uh, monitoring one of my client's bots, how did you get in my Messenger? What are you doing spamming me? How did you get here? You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude. Yeah, well, you clicked on it. You yeah. clicked for me. I, didn't, yeah. I can't go spam and, you. And then they have to say get started unless you're doing some kind of JSON ad. That's it. Exactly. So if we're doing the JSON ad, then yeah, they still, Messenger pops right up. So they're just like, what? What are you doing? How did Messenger, how did you get here? Why are you following me? I mean, it's really funny, but still. Right. They're not, as, they're not as used to it yet. So yes, we've tried ads and uh, it doesn't work half as well as the standard going to a landing page, warming them up. We are doing now a little bit different. We're actually doing ads to some of those lives. We've actually been able to turn some of those yeah, lives smart. into engagement ads right. or put them on a ClickFunnels page and send people to that video. It's like a training yeah. video. And so then the whole system starts from that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, she is. Excellent. Um, well, it's not all, you know, roses as you're putting these things <laughs> together. So I always ask, like to ask people, what challenges did you run into with these chatbots and how did you solve them? Oh my goodness. We run into challenges every single day. So for some of our clients, um, this process that I explained in that marketing whole, that marketing whole uh, concept doesn't work. They don't have enough of a Facebook presence or they have to turn them into ads in order to get enough people to comment on them. And then they get discouraged because they only get maybe three opt-ins, you know, for each video or things like that. So we have to really um, cater the bot strategy to the client. Cater your strategy to your business. What's working in your business now? So some of the things like, um, like I mentioned, one client that um, is actually stopping as of the end of this, uh, end of July, uh, because, you know, she's only tried it for uh, one full month. Actually, we're coming on to the end of the second full month of, so that means there's only eight videos, eight lives that she's done. So only eight touch points. Right. Of course, she's discouraged. I get that. But really, some of our clients, it takes a minimum of six months to build up enough traction. And just like I said, with that 2.8 
times of seeing this process before they start buying in, then you've, you've got some traction you've got to kind of, you know, keep bringing people into because of the no like, and trust factor. They don't quite know if you're real or not, right? Or if what you're saying is going to work. So most of the time, if there's a client like that, who still, even with ads, has not been able to increase the subscribers enough, then we look at other ways to get subscribers in. And of course, that could be ads. Of course, that could be taking content from your YouTube channel and bringing them in. All you need is a ref URL, right? A link. So from your YouTube channel, from your Instagram, if you have the swipe up feature. There it is right there. Give them the PDF that you would normally do in the video. Do it Insta story in place of a video, a live video on, on Facebook and say, hey, if you like this, swipe up and I'll give you the PDF in Messenger. Other ways of getting people as a subscriber in Messenger, uh, we just have to think outside of a Facebook Live or outside of the typical Facebook ecosystem and try and get subscribers because we know the open and click-through rates and the engagement in the conversation is so much more productive in Messenger. And you brought up a good uh, trick, which I haven't done before, which is swipe up on a Insta story. Do you have anything else like that you could share that you say, look, you know, this is effective if you do X and then Y or something like that. Yeah. So there are two, the two um, growth tools in ManyChat, if you're familiar with ManyChat, yes. growth tools we use or the opt-in, the lead, lead generation we use. And the comment. Yes. The two tools we use the most are the comment tool and the ref URL, which is just a link. Yeah. So those are our most effective. We don't typically use the, the landing page or a lot of the webs, the widgets, the things, the embeddable widgets, they're going to perform a little bit better than a standard um, website widget would, like a lead, lead box or something like that. They're going to perform a little bit better. On average, they're anywhere from 3 to 4% of the people who see it will opt in. Uh, but that's still nothing like we're used to in Messenger, right? <laughs> Three to four percent. I'm thinking like it's failing. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but with the comment tool and the ref URL, we're typically not lower than fifty percent of the people who see that or do whatever we ask ask them to do actually become subscribers. I so, mean, if you're hearing that, I mean, you've got to be like, why? To me, it's like every marketer should be using this especially with 80% open rates uh, yeah. once they're in. I mean, it's actually unbelievable that most organizations aren't doing this yet. I know there's a lot that are experimenting with it, and I know some have failed. I think that's, you know, chalking up to copy and really the path that you're leading people through isn't effective. But the, the, what you're talking about, these numbers haven't been seen since the early days of email. Exactly. But you, you do, you brought up exactly the point. Many, many, many marketers have jumped into this, this bot world and done it like email and haven't really taken the care to create a persona, to actually craft an adventure, thinking about what's my conversion and then backwards mapping that conversion. What do people need to know and do before they will take that action that I want them to take and craft that whole adventure and then thinking about, okay, how am I going to get people into this funnel? I mean, that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of care. You got to care about what you're doing. You're not just here to, just to make money. We all need to do that of course, but you got to care about your people. Yeah, you have to. Bots are exactly the medium that you can use to show you care. And I think that's what's happening. Lots of marketers have jumped in and it's not easy. It's, it's a little more difficult than people thought originally. Like, oh yeah, you just put a bot together and you make millions of dollars. Uh, no. <laughs> that's yeah. Not. 
And what I like to tell people is, hey, it's you got to train these bots just like you're training yeah. employees. They have yeah, to especially if you have AI. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's all sorts of overlays and other things that we, we can't talk about and integrations. But yeah. I need to wrap this up with uh, my final question, which is, in uh, 100 words or less, what is your favorite chatbot or AI voice app and, and why? Oh, my goodness. My favorite, I don't think it's active anymore, actually, but my favorite That's okay. was the Sephora bot, not the one that made appointments, but the one where you could actually do um, makeup. Yeah, where you could actually look at how the makeup looked on your I saw that. On your face. Why did they get that up? I don't know. I, I think maybe, um, obviously, it was brand new with the whole, um, what is it, the 3D or uh, hologram, or I don't remember what, anyway, where you can actually, like Nike had it, where they actually, you could you could see the shoe on your foot, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I think it, you know, it's probably a novel idea and great, but I don't know if it actually impacted sales all that much, right? People okay. probably played around a lot with it. But you remember it. You talk about it. So yeah, it was amazing. You could try different color schemes. You know, are you an autumn or a spring? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun to, to really right. play with something like that in Messenger. It was in your bot and you just, it actually looked on your face, just like all the filters we use, right? In, right. In, on Instagram or Facebook or anything. But um, yeah, that was my favorite bot and it was just fun. But again, whether it actually improved anyone's life or not, I don't know. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So let's wrap things up with, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Where, where can they find you? Oh my goodness. Well, they can, uh, they can go to chatbotmom.com if they want, if that's something that they can remember very well. But yeah, message in the show notes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely in the show notes. Yeah. Um, messengerfunnels.com. I'm all over there. Um, and either of those can bring you into my bot and you can see Mephi and um, he's my little mascot, my little logo that my 17 year old is studying animation and he's animated that guy for me. It's just so fun. Um, but uh Really, I, my only lead magnet, if you will, or my only way of people interacting is, is a, what I call a conversion calculator. So if you have an email list, you can put that email list in my bot, you can put your conversion rate in my bot, and you can put the dollar amount for whatever you sell in my bot, and my bot will spit back at you, if you had that email list in Messenger, what you could be making. Oh, that's clever, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. People play with it all the time. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to wrap things up. I will also say, hey, check out our what we have as a sales bot on Facebook, and that's on our Facebook marketing page, Fanatics Media. So it's facebook.com forward slash Fanatics Media. And again, as always, please, if you enjoy this podcast, write a review for us in Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Uh, your reviews are really encouraging. They help others choose our podcast, and that feedback uh, is wonderful, and it allows us to find guests like Mary to come on and talk about this kind of thing. This was great. I love uh, this deep dive that we went through and we definitely are going to have you back on to talk about another one. Oh, thank you. I, I, anytime. You just name the time and I'll be there talking about <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> thank right, you. Mary, thank you so much. <laughs>